0: Brothers and sisters, uh, Phil Fox drops of vote ministry and our special guest, Chris Featherstone coming at you. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for, for tuning in. It is, uh, the Sunday and, uh, four o'clock hour. And, um, we I have today a special guest, a good friend of mine, um, soon to be or has it been confirmed, Mister Featherstone?
1: Uh, are you officially Doctor Featherstone yet? Man, I uh, this 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 process is so tedious and it's just like crazy. So I have done as of today. I will have to the oral presentation, I passed it on Friday. They, it was praise the Lord. It was so good that they passed me on the spot. Um, sometimes I, you know, they put people through the ringer and have them wait, but they passed me on the spot. And then I had to, uh, submit the other final, final, final version of the dissertation that has been through the ringer of edits. And then the chair and the second committee member is going to approve it. And then the, um, the cao whoever that is is going to approve the abstract uh the the abstract and yeah it's it's so prayerfully all of that will be done next week and hopefully by this time next week or the week after i will officially be dr featherstone oh man so i'm an i'm an interim doctor so like you know sometimes sometimes people say okay well after the oral presentation you're you know you're a doctor around your friends and family type of thing but for professionally you'll be a doctor when the um the dean signs off the stuff and your dissertation is officially ready to rock and roll so yeah i'm an interim doctor i guess you could say man well (laughs) man
0: i I can tell you uh, there you know there's a bunch of us who are excited for you within the urban apologetics community you know and we can't be any more proud to you know call you a friend and a brother and you know all the work you put in and just being able to to see this process is 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 amazing but um Amen. Amen. yeah so congratulations and thank you for all the hard work that you have done and will continue to do uh as as we uh as we go on so yes sir yes um, sir <clears throat> yeah so uh, let's see let's we got a few folks in the in the live chat here i see we got about three on the facebook side four on the facebook side that's usually heavier than my youtube side Uh, but we got uh, of course we got Nate, two d2 uh mj jackson uh if you're around brother good to see you of course servant of christ ministries he said he was going to give me a hard time because i was uh i was giving him a hard time nate and i were giving a a hard time when he was on brother george's channel uh, faith and grace ministries. Um, that, that was yesterday, I think, uh, hood theologian. How you doing? Good to see you. Uh, my, uh, my brother, uncle Raymond, Raymond Yellow Wolf. Good to see you, uh, uncle. Um, it's always good to see you on here. Uh, I hope we we have a good study for you today. And, uh, <clears throat> SOC says he feels uh, smarter just being around you. <laughs> uh, and then he said pasta. Or wait, uh, points, points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, He said he was going to harass me. So I got to jump on it. He <laughs> went up like 30 pastas. <laughs> 30 pastas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I got to get him before I got to do the preemptive strike before he gets me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, today I have a, uh, <clears throat> or we have a very <clears throat> interesting, uh, and very difficult topic because there are so many that are within Christendom who would follow this type of teaching, this type of logic and this type of study. Um, and it's called the word of faith or the uh, prosperity gospel. And <clears throat> I know that many of the folks that I have ministered with and ministered to uh, when I was doing my, my ministry on, on the reservation um, many of them are, would affirm this teaching. And I know that this is going to be a challenge for, for some of, some of you who are, who may be watching or who may be watching later uh, on the replay. And um Oh, we got to we got to stop for the shout out wifey in the house hey <clears throat> mrs fox uh dinu showing up sister dinu it's Ooh. always good to see you it's never a bad day when i get to see my sister dinu yeah yeah so we got back up in the chat so on the facebook side mrs fox nice um <clears throat> but yeah so there are many who uh who hold who would hold this dear and there are some teachers that May we may be calling out, because uh, I'm not afraid to to call out this doctrine, and to even call out the teachers who are are presenting this as as gospel truth. Mm-hmm. But there's major errors within it, so it's commonly called the word of faith or the prosperity gospel. And um, before we get into that, uh, Chris, can you give us a little background as to why you may be. Uh, Sort of an, sort of an expert, if you will, on on this. Uh, what was your role, or uh, how are you? Uh, how do you know anything about this stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I was raised a Lutheran, actually, and uh, so a lot of my upbringing was that. But you know, as a Lutheran, growing up as a Lutheran, I, I didn't have any type of uh, really spiritual cognizance at all. It was just kind of like that's what I was growing up. I uh, most of it. Most of my upbringing was reading out of a LBW, which is a Lutheran book of worship and uh, just hearing sermons, but not really hearing sermons because I was focused on the cute girls, you know, sitting around me and uh, how good the coffee and the the cookies are going to be after service. So that really didn't do anything for me. Uh, And so I actually as a when I was a Lutheran in high school, I actually became a skeptic because the idea of just Christ and and God was just not, it was distant. It was, it was growing distant from me because of my experience growing up. And that actually caused me to be a skeptic in high school, uh, the, or the early part of high school. Um, and then I started to get into church again through some friends and um, the church that I was at—I mean, of course, you know—you're kind of blinded at this point. I had no idea, you know, what the the doctrinal things was. It just felt good. It just—it just gave me promises. And uh, the pastor at the time, you know, there—it it, it appeared uh, that he really knew his Bible from an exegetical standpoint. Uh, so uh, as I was leaving high school, uh, throughout high school, I was a skeptic. And as I was leaving high school, um, I became a Christian, uh, again, I guess you can say, I don't know. Uh, I was a Lutheran and then <laughs> I became a skeptic and I became a self professed. I, I, I personally <laughs> dedicated, uh, and, and surrendered to Christ as my personal Lord <laughs> and Savior in 1998. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, man, I I started going to this church in '97 and and devoted you know my life in '98, and you know it, there was the teachings appeared to be you know pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, and I continued to get sucked in, and the community was you know pretty solid as far as just having friends within the within the community. Uh, the 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 pastor and the ministry was supportive of my growth as a christian um and then and then I started to I started to see I, I became an overseer of a ministry and probably about three years probably say I'll say about three years after my exit from there, I started to notice some things kind of the blinders started to come off as far as like some doctrinal things that they were saying and um, one of the things that really got me, I, and I was just kind of, I, I started to get that Berean mentality that act 17 started to go to my, st- go, uh, study myself because for so long of the time there, I was just, whatever the pastor says, that's the gospel truth. I really, I mean, I, I, I studied the Bible myself. I read, I read the Bible. I didn't necessarily study it. That's a big difference. Uh, I was reading the Bible, but I wasn't necessarily studying the Bible. Mm. I was just reading it from the lens of the, the church that I was at. Um, so, but you know, there were some things I started to notice when it came to money, you know, and I was just like, ah, the blindness started to come off. And I was just like, ah, there's some things that just for all the loyalty that I have here and just, you know, the friendships that I've made, there are some things that they're just rubbing me the wrong way. I'm just, I'm just not settling well with it. Uh, And then it started to elevate. It started to get to the point where uh, they started to use scripture (laughs) as uh, they started to use the book of acts as a way to pour money onto the altar. And so you, and so the services started to become if you if you heard what the pastor said and you liked it and it was cool, you you get up wherever you were, you, you, you drop a buck, you know, uh, on the altar. And I was just kind of I've always been a thinker. I've always been really analytical. That's why I'm about to be a doctor in forensic psychology. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that just goes to show <clears throat> how much how much of a thinker I am. And, and so I was just kind of sitting back uh, and I was uh, in my early 20s, early to mid 20s. I was like you know what man there's just uh it, it just doesn't it's not sitting well with me and the more my blinders came off the more i just started to realize some other things that just wasn't sitting well with me from a financial prosperity standpoint mm. and i started you know i had some really good friends and i had some some friends for, for some from some ministries that was in different places and i started to you know uh be a part of their stuff. And, um, I, I just started to, again, it started to, the blinders started to come off. Um, I, I've been a Christian promoter and, and putting together Christian concerts, uh, about 15 years now and, uh, about 16. And, um, I just was inspired to do that, but I was talking to the ministry and they were supportive at first. And then it all became about them. It all became about really branding them. Mm-hmm. uh and then it kind of <laughs> they kind of stopped they, they donated like the first or second time and then they were you know it became about them and i was just like ah and then the money thing you know the, the altar started to run me the wrong way and then some other things and one of the one of the biggest things was i was trying to really focus on uh putting together concerts christian concerts uh with christian mostly christian rap at the time most most of my uh relationships were with christian rappers and christian spoken word artists so mm-hmm. it would be a christian rap christian spoken word concerts i was put together putting together and i went to the wife of the church uh once and i wanted to just kind of put together i have a i have a uh annual event called the glory fest and it's just kind of like a big christian concert that i put together here in uh, columbus area every every year and one of the years I came to them to see if they can just simply promote it. Um, you know, they they've given a time or two. And I think it was after like the, uh, the third or fourth time fourth year. I just came to them just to promote it, just to put on the bulletin. That's all I wanted to do was put on the bulletin. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, yeah, well, you know, if, if we do this, we would have to promote a Mary Kay uh, party. And that really, like that to me, that was just like, huh, okay. So what I'm hearing from
0: you. I hope my mom isn't watching my mom's Mary Kay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm hearing from you is that urban ministry is akin to a Mary Kay party. Huh? Okay. That, that didn't sit well with me at all. And that was one of those things. I was like, you know what? I'll just amicably leave the church. You know what I mean? I, I'll put together. Uh, you wear Mary Kay according, according to SOC. But <laughs> um, I was like, you know what, man? I'll, I'll just, uh I'll, it's it's time to go. I, I've been here. I've noticed some things. I, I've, I've put my, you know, uh proverbially blood, sweat, and tears in this ministry. I was an overseer, and uh, I, I was you know um in the church and one of the leaders in the church and it just i was like yeah you know i've put a lot in this church uh, a lot of money <laughs> mm. <laughs> of, thousands of dollars in this <clears throat> ministry here and uh <laughs> and i was like yeah i'm just not feeling it uh there's just it, it just there's so much so much tugging in my spirit that mm. it's it's time for me to go and i i you know i i I was there for nearly nine years. I didn't want to just leave. You know, I just don't I just didn't want to get ghost. And so I set up a meeting with the pastor and his wife. And I was like, you know, I want to thank y'all for all the things that y'all have done. Um, I want to, I'm, I'm appreciative. Uh, but as of, um, uh, as of this new year's Eve, uh, I'm going to go ahead and and, and depart from the ministry. And it was about about a week and a half before New Year's Eve service, week and a half, two weeks before New Year's Eve service around there. And I I just came in, just expecting it to be amicable. Uh, that was my goal. And what I what I got back was, um, well, you can just leave now. Mm and that crushed Mm. me as a, as someone in my my mid twenties, you know, doing, this was, this was my faith walk. This whole experience Mm. in this past nine years was my faith walk. And what I get in return is nine years of investment. You can leave now Mm. after amicably wanting to depart from the ministry after almost serving here for a decade. So, you know, it it really got me, man. And, uh, That actually led me to kind of dabble in skepticism a little bit more because I was so hurt by the church. But thank God that I all of my f- core friends at the time were Christian. And mm-hmm. so the Lord was like, no, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm going to continue to have people pouring into you. Uh, and so I got linked up into a ministry about a month or two later, a month, month, month and a half later, because for about a month, month and a half, um, I was uh, I. I, I left the church. I didn't want anything to do with the church. I was at a huge crossroads, man. Mm. Uh, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I've always been a loyal guy. I've never been an in and out type of one foot in, one foot out type of person. So I was like, you know what, man, I am at a crossroads and I was just really toiling. And I was like, you know what, man, either I'm going to this almost a decade. This was my, this is what Christianity looked like to me. And this was, Mm. I got booted out essentially. And because of something because of an amicable meeting that I wanted to have. And I was like, you know what? Either I'm going to. Abandon myself, abandon myself from church again, or um, I'm going to go in full fledged somehow, some way, but not like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So thankfully, you know, the Christian friends in my life kind of continued my tugging of, of staying close, you know, to, to, to ministry. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, man, I'm just going to start investigating to see what this Christianity thing looks like. You know, it's kind of from the ground up, just, just, just ground zero type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that was in 2007. That's actually when I start my apologetics journey because of that, because mm-hmm. of my experience. And the more I got into my apologetic journey, the more yeah. I started to notice different cues of, this was a exhibit, a word of faith, prosperity, gospel, <clears throat> church. And the blinders <laughs> were completely off. And I was like, oh, yeah, this was hands down. Word of faith, Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagen, Frederick Casey. Price inspired word of faith doctrine. And, uh mm-hmm. you know, and so now um it actually is it, it's, it's funny because that actually got me an interest to study cults and Christian cults. Um, and, uh, and and in heresies, you know, and things like that. So that actually the, the Lord used that for good. And, you know, of course, debunking the word of faith doctrine um, is, is, is a few of my passions. Soteriology as well. But those two things really stem from my experience in the church. Mm-hmm. And since 2007, I've been on this apologetic journey because of because of that experience. So thank God. God kept me. Yeah. And uh, not only did he keep me. Uh he he told I me mean, he used me for an even greater purpose than I did for the almost ten years that I was there. And so it was it was a difficult process, man. I really had to keep continue to unlearn and learn, unlearn stuff and unlearn and learn and learn. And uh I think sure. I'm I think I'm fully shed from the unlearning <laughs> process of the prosperity gospel. But <laughs> I might get a I might get a, a declaring a creed tap on my shoulder one time, you know, a time or two and just kind of have to shrug it off a little bit. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, SOC says, uh, you know, this demonstrates the importance of encouraging one another during difficult times. Uh, when the world rejects you, we as a body should, should uh, be there with open arms to, of comfort. And I mean, you know, praise God that you did have these people to sort of pour back into you and to s- slowly build you back up in the truth. Um, so but with all that experience, uh, Chris, um, how would you define and is this a propaganda tour against people that have hurt you? You know, is, what's what's your motivation behind you know, why, why, why do you do the things you do? Because most of your stuff, uh, is, is most of your content is related to the word of faith and the prosperity gospel. So can you first define that? And then second, um, tell us what your motivation is, uh, behind, behind, uh, behind your wanting to refute this ideology.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, Um, There's it's um sorry being a father here for a second. No, that's good. Um, <laughs> well, <I laughs> uh, family first brother. <laughs> uh all right, so um that's a really good question as far as um um
0: yeah, so <clears throat> as you can as you can see while Chris is sort of getting himself uh taken care of what he needs to do real quick. I mean, you know, Chris with his experience. And I myself, um, and unfortunately, within Native American people, we, a a lot of us gravitate towards this idea, this doctrine, because a lot of it has to do with, with this, um, this idea of experience and experientialism. And um, so many gravitate towards that. So I was one of the same, um, you know, falling into this because for me, this whole idea, this whole doctrine is heavy on application, whereas it's not heavy on actual um, uh, exegesis of the scripture. So they rely and preach more. And it seems like they preach more on application to your life rather than actually looking at what the biblical principles are. So it, made, it makes sense to a lot of people because, I mean, it, it, it can follow logically, but that's dangerous because, you have to sort of make sure that you are looking at it from a biblical lens not a personal lens or an experiential lens and so that's one of the biggest things that that i um when i'm teaching on this type of stuff um you know i always make sure or if i'm talking with somebody who is influenced by this um you know it can i make sure to touch on these points because there is an overemphasis on application as opposed to and the emphasis being on the word of god itself yeah. so um so yeah so chris oh,
1: yeah that was a good question uh propaganda yeah. um you, okay you, it was a, you said propaganda and what else
0: um what do you uh basically what is the word of faith uh maybe define it for us so that mm-hmm. way we can get a clear picture and then yeah. and then what's your motivation behind um behind refuting this idea or this ideology is yep. it just because you are upset with them or is it because you care for the people who might be caught up in this or, mm-hmm. you know, what's your, what's yeah, your it is a full propaganda tool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> uh, no, you know, it's, it's genuine concern uh, because no. uh, I don't, uh, there's a lot of people in the word of faith movement who don't know. You know like like i was you know they 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 are just really blinded in it uh and it's really my i feel like i'm impressed to really uh, have them understand uh proper exegesis of scripture and here's the thing word of faith movement is just one branch of many i mean there's there's many other movements um that aren't exegetically sound i would say um and i i you know i because of experience, I can say word of faith, but there's, you know, there's people who, you know, I'm, I'm I'm calling some things out, but uh, you know, people who are former Bethel movement, you know, people and, and things like that, you know, that's just, that's not my wheelhouse as being a former NAR person. So that really wouldn't be something now that would spend a lot of content to speak against. Although that is a big thing for me, as far as, I call myself like the security guard, of the church right uh paul is i have a really i have a pauline apostolic type of call on my life to really clean up the church within the church and so if that means kick you know keeping heresies and cults away from coming in or cleaning up the crap that's already in that's where i feel like i'm stationed to be. so um because of experience the word of faith fits into that category of something i want to kick out as the security guard like you got to get about this church. and so that's basically because i love scripture so much and also because i love jesus so much. i think it's so important for people in the apologetics community at which I would even say everyone should be an apologist in the way that lo- the Lord, you know, uh, uh, leads you to be one, but for someone, you know, for, for someone in my experience, because I experienced that. And because I understand how much it, it, it's a huge damage to the body. I understand how, if, if it's silent it gives people opportunities to continue to be embraced in that type of movement and not think that anything's wrong with it. And so, I'm here to declare, based on experience and based on reading scripture, that there's a lot of things wrong with it. <laughs> and if you're, if that's something that you, um, you know, that that you're experiencing, I'm here to be that Q and A guy for you. And I've had so many people, you know, message me in private and say that they're. In, a, in that movement right now. And they've had that same type of tugging that I've had experienced before. And so the Lord is putting me in a position to say, you know what? I've been there before. <laughs> what, what questions do you have? How can I help? How can I pray for you? And so that is really my, my motive to do it. Um, as far as just the origin of the word of faith movement, I say this all the time. I I was I I, I was a presenter of a a virtual conference and I did a uh, my session was on uh, the problems of prosperity gospel. And I I said this before, and I'll say it again. And I it is true. Uh, The word of faith doctrine is a pimped out new thought movement. Simple Mm -hmm. as that, because the origins of word, faith, word of faith, prosperity, gospel, it derives from a new thought concept, someone uh, by by the name of Phineas Quimby, Phineas Parkhurst Quimby. Uh, He basically had an experience where um, he started to get into mesmerism, which a lot of things web from his influence. So for instance, he started dabbling into mesmerism, which uh, Helena Blavatsky is real big into which we get into the, the occultism, which, you know, brings it to New Age. And so, you know, that basically the New Thought movement from uh, Phineas Quimby and that led into some some, you know, his apprentice kind of started the uh, New Thought movement, so to speak, as far as a, an organizational standpoint they got some decoration statements. Uh, I believe 1917 was uh, was the first one, 1919, 1952 revisions, 2000 uh, revisions. I think the one that you see now from the New Thought uh, uh, revision is 2000. Um, so yeah, basically based on um, the influence of scripture and kind of like uh, self-deification, they put together this decoration uh, statement of uh, of what they believe, like a missional type of thing. And so a lot of that, um, a lot of it talks about how because of Scripture, we have the abilities that God has has that christ has we can have those type of abilities too because we're the seed you know and all that type of mess and we we have the ability to you know to kind of invoke the divine within us and 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 operate you know that way because of um you know the the greater things you know that we we can do and things like that just a bunch of um self-reliance self-deified statements within that within that mission So you have someone like an EW Kenyon, which is, uh, kind of branched off from the Christianity side. So, uh, because, because Kenyon was really inspired by, um, by, uh, Quimby's teachings that he really started to hone in the Christian influence when it comes to the new thought movement. So, you know, people like, um, uh, Napoleon Hill was real big, um, Uh, into that movement at that time, too. So he was really influenced by those people at that time. um, uh, E.W. Kenyon was. And so E.W. Kenyon inspired people like the Kenneth Hagans in this world, the Frederick Casey Prices in this world, the Kenneth Copelands in this world. And so basically because of that, and even before then, like an Oral Roberts. And so because of that lineage, You know, you have the Creflo Dollars, or Joyce Myers, you know, the things like that. So that came from a lineage of Quimby, Kenyon, and just kind of webbed down to that word of faith movement that um, was really branched from the New Thought ideology.
0: So there are some things that you already mentioned, but what are some of the, some of the biggest dangers of this theology? You know, some of the, some of the things that stick out. I mean, you mentioned some things like new thought, some of this stuff comes from, you know, the occultic origin, Um, you know, and people, I know some people are going to be surprised by hearing that, but um, you know, that's why it's important for us to understand when we're, when we're, influenced by anything that we need to sift it through the word of god and to make sure that the things that they're claiming are you know are are biblical mm-hmm. um you know so so what are some of the the major dangers within this doctrine um that sort of stick out to you chris
1: yeah just the um the name and the claim is huge um it, that is that is huge within the word of faith movement. And because of the new thought principles, the naming and, and claimant kind of birthed. And basically that gives us, it's its saying that we have the power to speak things ex nihilo, out of, out of existence. We can, you know, just speaking it to existence. We name it and claim it. Uh, I, you know, there's, it's gotten to the point where it's been, it's been, this problem has been unattended so much within the church that there's literally a lot of Christians making videos of saying, I declare it, you know, and mm-hmm. for it to happen. And I'm going to speak it. I'm going to speak it into existence. And that's my prayer. My prayer is that I'm going to speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. And so, if what are you praying to? What, what are you praying for? If you could speak it into existence, where's the faith? And that is another problem. The faith is totally erroneous you know mm-hmm. the, the, the greek word for faith is pistis and that means trust or confidence so mm-hmm. hebrews 11 1 now faith is now pistis is now trust and confidence in god is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen right mm-hmm. so uh you know so so without faith uh, verse 6 without faith is impossible to please god because it's impossible to please god if you don't trust and have confidence in him Yeah. The problem is within the word of faith movement. They use is they use faith as a superpower, mm. and it's not in that context. They say they think that I have this faith sword or this faith, you know, type of uh, uh, scepter or something that I can just spit out, you know, faith lasers or something like that. Like, and and, and that that's the huge problem within the word of faith movement is their uh, how they perceive the word faith to be. You know, they, they think that faith is some type of uh gift that was given to us from God to be like Him. You know, essentially, and that's why you know you have a, the little G gods doctrine that's been embraced by the Creflo dollars in this world. That mm. because we're God's seed, and because you know we have that type of faith, we're you know we're little G gods. We we have the ability to be gods on the earth, and you know there's only one Elohim. You know, there's there's a bunch of mm. different Elohim without the, within, the, within the Bible, but they weren't the Elohim and they mm-hmm. were negatively, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, t- uh, talked about and thought about. So, um, you know, God is he's the Elohim of Elohim. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. There's no other God but him. You know, my favorite scripture, my favorite passage is John, John three thirty. I must you know, he become he must become greater. I must become less. That is just really the model template of my life. I must decrease. He must increase. I don't have anything to do (laughs) with god making something happen i you know i Mm -hmm. there's prayer there's power in prayer but at the same time he's the one who (laughs) takes all the credit for it not my faith wand you know spitting speaking things into existence you know and that romans 4 you know they just butcher that uh because he's the one who speaks ex nihilo Mm -hmm. Out of existence, out of nothing is ex nihilo what what Mm -hmm. that means. So, you know, uh, the problem is within a lot of the word of faith doctrine is that they give men way too much power that we don't have. And the fact that we need to continue to humble ourselves under God and decrease so he can work in us. Um, And I was I was having this conversation recently and I was like, you know what, man, God is really doing some amazing things in my life and just and lining up some things that I just desired, you know, and, and years ago. Right. And I was like, you know what? This is the problem with the speaking into existence movement, because God has set things in my life now, but not the way that I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. And so if, if this speaking into existence really worked and God just granted us to speak it into existence for a second the path that he created for me to get here is much better than the path that I wanted to speak into existence. So we miss, we would just, we would literally miss God a bunch of times and saying, okay, I'll grant you that you want to speak that I'll give you that path. I'll let you, I'll let you do it. And you'll just miss out on so much that he has for you because of the lesser thought, lesser weight, lesser mindset, lesser understanding of who God is the best person to understand God is God. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, yep. so we have to get to the point of yielding ourselves to Him and not spending so much on this materialist crap.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> no, that's. I mean, my my wife and I were talking last night, and um, <clears throat> and I was getting some uh, as I was getting these points together. Um, we were reading uh, uh, first uh, Second Corinthians, I'm sorry, eleven, uh, and you know 23 is you know uh, where paul was talking you know uh five times i've received uh but from the hands of the jews uh 40 lashes minus less one three times i was beaten with rods once i was once i was stoned uh three times i was shipwrecked um verse uh, this is in verse 25 uh, i was shipwrecked at night in the day i was adrift at sea verse 26 uh, on frequent journeys i'm in danger from rivers and dangers from robbers and dangers so this is god's probably next to christ most quote holy christian mm-hmm. and if he can speak things into existence Come on. or get himself out of something by plain just just speaking it if that doctrine existed would not the apostle paul and my, my wife, here's the, the logic. My wife, she is is learning on these things. But last night she said, wouldn't he even just get himself out of one of those things? You know, so. Man.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to even, that's so good, bro. And I'm going to even, I'm going to even raise the bar a little bit more. Matthew 26, 39 says, and going a little f- farther, he fell on his face and prayed saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Mm. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Who was saying that? Mm. Mm. That uh, That was Jesus. That was Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So if Jesus had the power to speak things into existence, let this cup pass from me Mm. was Mm. what he desired. So if Jesus, from an anthropomorphic standpoint, from a kenosis standpoint if he doesn't have the power in that setting to speak things into existence how in the world do me you or anybody else who watching this have the power to speak things into existence because if if he did mm-hmm. the cup would have passed from him right <laughs> and right. so and so but our prayer should be the second half of that we should really be in a in a, in a position every single time as a Christian. Mm-hmm. not my will, but thy will be done. And sometimes the things that you are speaking into existence has nothing to do with God's will. And sometimes as you see in the scripture, there is a time where he wants to prune you and, and and prod you and shake you. And whatever you speak into existence in that season, ain't nothing going to happen. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to happen at all because it's not God's will we need to be in a, in a, in a posture of saying not my will, but thine be done.
0: Yeah, man. <clears throat> That's, I mean, it is, you know, it's utterly frustrating and you know, like we, like we have been talking about, uh, here's a plug to the, uh, to the bodega night, uh, check out uh, BK apologist, uh, his channel. Um, he hosts a, um, a bodega, uh, Bible talk every, every Friday. And this is kind of, you know, what we've been getting at, you know, is that for 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 some reason, uh, over the years, um, the Shawnee Miller story—I think it was Shawnee who said it. Somebody said it in the chat that you know we we are deifying man, and we are bringing God down to man's level. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because we are ignorant of the scriptures. You know, we do not have a firm grasp of what the scriptures say. And it is, it is, uh, it's absolutely appalling that we would call ourselves Christians, but yet we read our three verses that the pastor might quote from on Sunday. And that's our, our weekly Bible reading, you know? And so, you know, we, we as a church have, have deeply, you know, it's not a wonder that these preachers, these teachers whose motivation, um, is, is riches. And, uh, Timothy talks about that late in first Timothy, you know, they think that, uh, godliness is, is, is a, is a means of gain, you know, and they think foolishly. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's just, it's not a wonder that these folks are, are being deceived. And, Thinking that prosperity is part of the the Christian experience, yep. And so, uh, Chris, um, you know what what does what does the Word of Faith teach on prosperity itself? Let's 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 sort of focus in now in in some of the the actual doctrines themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, prosperity of the believer. What does the Word of Faith theology say? And let's contrast that with what does the Bible itself say, Um,
1: Chris? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the uh, kind of uh, staple uh, passages is third John two, which says, you know, uh, is talking to Gaius, which uh, says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as I so prosperous. So here's the crazy part of it. So, they the so you have the new thought movement, and you have someone like a Napoleon Hill, who's a new thought person who wrote Think and Grow Rich, right? So, that's integrating new thought into wealth, and so that framework, you know, was still kind of webbed down into uh the EW Kenyons and kind of went down so forth. And so, they based on the new thought concept, the new thought influence. The Think and Grow Rich influence from Napoleon Hill, you know, combined with all the other uh, erroneous new thought concepts, they they feel a lot of people, you know, the the prosperity gospel movement, um, they feel that we as uh, believers we deserve health, we deserve wealth, and so that is kind of our uh our reward you know for being a part of the kingdom kingdom is a is a huge uh word used you know in the in the word of faith movement the kingdom we're part of the kingdom uh yeah. you know the bible says the kingdom is not meeting straight but righteousness peace and join the holy ghost right so that's that's what the kingdom is but in order to, to to the word of faith or the kingdom is you know we have all these christians sitting in royalty just kind of eating in their uh their silver spoon on their very wealthy table. And, you know, the reason why, you know, this is a huge thing too. The reason why you're not rich is because you haven't spoken. You, you haven't thought about it. The re- You haven't thought about it enough. You're not rich because of that, because God already gave it to you. You already got your inheritance as a seed, you know, as the seed of Christ, because you are a seed, you have your inheritance. So go ahead and speak it. Go ahead and believe it. And so that is a, it's more of a, uh, uh, Kind of like a, a position that we need to be as, as as royalty, getting our getting our health and wealth, and so that is a that's really really big in the Prosperity Gospel movement. And and so and, and the thing is, on top of that, it's like okay, so if you haven't if you haven't received this health and this wealth, you don't have enough faith. You know, what I mean that's that is that again, it goes back to that faith being yeah. So it goes back to that faith being kind of like the conduit of uh lack and health and wealth faith is like the uh the, the conduit of it you know and it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous
0: yeah you could tell you've been around it for a while because you you can still do the uh the health and wealth preacher very well yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah man yeah
0: so so what you're saying is that <clears throat> this is a stark contrast to uh blessed are those who are poor in the spirit. Blessed are those who, uh, who humble themselves, you know, all the things take up your cross, mm-hmm. the, the biblical idea of, of really, uh, you know, when, when, when people were talking about uh, richness in the scripture, they're really talking about spiritual rich richness, not necessarily the, prosperity physical prosperity monetary prosperity riches and lands and gold and and uh what was the old man duck on the on the duck tails uh uh he would swim in his money remember that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah
1: uh and you know here's the thing as a as a christian um you know if the lord wants to bless us with riches for his glory you know to use to to um, to erect, you know, uh, churches that are exegetically sound to, to create orphanages, you know, to, to do things like that. Praise the Lord. You know, the Acts chapter two talks about as far as, you know, people who were wealthy, they gave to, uh, the church to, to distribute, to give to the poor, you know what I mean? So there's, mm-hmm. there's benefit and in, in wealth. However, the problem with that is you're, Wealth or lack of wealth is not a direct tie to how much of a Christian you are. And that's the huge problem. Screws McDuck. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh,
1: that's the huge problem. It's it, it's not your health and wealth isn't uh, related to your faith or lack thereof in, in, in most cases. And the problem with the word of faith doctrine is if I see you in a season of kind of making it through and, and not being you know not being a, in a season of wealth so to speak if i was in the word of faith movement i would say well you know what you just don't have enough faith and you're supposed to you know you're supposed to claim that stuff mm-hmm. supposed, it's your inheritance you deserve you know it's something that you're supposed to live it out and if i see you in in, in a state that's not healthy or wealthy you know Um, that would lead to me saying, you know, no faith. And I'm like, you know what? A friend of mine actually, uh, yesterday, I think, or day two before he's just 50 years old. He died of cancer. Mm. No, he loved the Lord. Yeah. I mean, loved the Lord, the ministry. And I'm thinking in my head, you know, this dude, you know, according to first John five, I'll I'll be hanging out with them in the mansion, you know, in heaven. Uh, but it's like, man, but he didn't have enough faith because He was a Christian, a sold out believer who died of cancer at only 50. That so is that is that because he wasn't healthy enough? He didn't have enough faith. And I'm like, you know what? Like we cannot get to the point as believers that our health and our wealth are predicated toward our faith. And I'm like, you know, we are all because of the fall of Adam. We are all susceptible to a, a proclivity to sin. We are in a fallen world sickness, death, all mm. of that, mm. you know what I mean? Because they've a separation of Christ and, you know, even in, I think it's Genesis around six, you know, because of the, uh, the, the sin, uh, our lifespan was shortened. you know what I mean? And so, um, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's pretty sad to, to, akin health and wealth to, you know, faith or lack thereof because, you know what about i know someone who was uh like i think he was 19 or 20 years old he 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 died you know what i mean and it's like sold out believer real big into youth ministry and w- what's your account for those people you know what i mean they didn't have enough faith because they it's 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 a slippery slope that it's really really dangerous
0: yeah <clears throat> uh, Oh, my mom just sent this uh, check this out
1: uh, zoom it zoom it in zoom the screen in a little bit oh
0: <laughs> my little niece my little niece is watching uh watching you and I she's uh she's only just just over a year old
1: <laughs> oh nice nice hey
0: <laughs> yeah her name is uh Julia. okay so hey Julia yeah hey, <laughs> I'm glad we're getting to see you uh yeah so um <clears throat> so yeah this you know, the prosperity idea is that, you know, faith is more of like a substance to be willed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something you can, you know, like you said, it's like a superpower that you can, you can wield. And, and, you know, as long as you have, um, have the, uh, the, the faith to do it, you can, you can do things as you please. But the Bible says exactly the opposite. Um, and so I have to give a, I have to give a shout out here to my this is my mother in love my mother in law nice. uh, Jody Breck uh, and always with her is uh, our dad Bob uh, no we're, we're glad you guys can make it um, <clears throat> SOC says uh, many of these false teachers lead people into worship with their doctrine because people start wondering why their why others were given more faith mm. and they use prosperity as a measurement. And, and yeah
1: man and, and that was a lot of my experience um in the word of faith movement i thought that the elite christians were the ones with the uh with the nice suits and the nice cars and you know god god had a, a special anointing on them he heard them a little clearer you know and, mm-hmm. and I just and, and it's really again man the enemy is he comes as angel lights man he, he's he's a deceiver and so i always yeah. always say this you know the the the, the dangerous part of the the dangerous part of deception is that you don't you you don't know that you're being deceived Mm -hmm. you know and and so a lot and that is the thing within the prosperity gospel movement a lot it's like it's it's uh tickling to the ears it's it's tickling to the eyes you know like who wouldn't want to be you know just from a natural standpoint who wouldn't want to say you know i'm gonna hustle and bustle and i'm gonna get my Nice car, and if you're Jesse to plan this, and Kenneth Copeland, I'm gonna get my nice plane, so I don't have to be in, you know, in a tube full of demons, you know. And so it's just like, why I want, you know, the nice car, the nice home, the nice, you know, all the money in the bank account. That's really a a, a really alluring selling point, mm-hmm. you know, made for for that for that doctrine. And then when you get so into it, and then you realize that yeah, I've been praying for this for a while and, uh, yeah, I'm still praying for, I'm still paying my tithes and all that. And I still, uh, still owe this, uh, this light bill, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's still, it's still a thing. And I still ain't, uh, that job ain't come yet. I'm still in Mm -hmm. here. You know, I still haven't got that raise. And it's like, you see all those things and you see that it's been three months, six months, nine months, two years. And then you come to God, like, Do you love me enough as you love them? Mm -hmm. You know, do you love me enough as you love that pastor? I just saw the pastor Mm -hmm. got a new car, but I want, I've been praying for a car for a few years now and I'm still Mm -hmm. in this shallywag, you know what I mean? And uh, I don't, I don't know if you love me enough, you know, to, because of this, what I see here. And that is such a dangerous and deceptive way uh, to measure your faith in Christ and in and, and christ in your relationship with christ because you see someone the next person or the pastor say you know have this new car and you don't that's a and then and then the pastor has you continue that's where the, the the deception of tithes come in because the pastor has the nice suit the nice home the nice car and they allure you to say well you can get this too if you tithe and that's where the malachi 3 comes in and if you give it shall be given back to you you know mm. and so they use the Corinthians uh, out of, out of, uh, of uh, or the uh, uh the gospel passage out of uh context and it, it, it's like because of this and because of this it, it you can get it too you know what I mean it, you can you can get it too and and I think it's uh Luke 638 they use out of context you know, the the give and it shall be given pressed down, shaken together, mm-hmm. and running over shall men give into your bosom. You know what I mean? And, and they'll they'll get into the you know because because uh because you got faith, you know, you you, you, you got faith and you're gonna mm-hmm. give. And if mm-hmm. because you give, it's a mm-hmm. comeback to you, you know, mm-hmm. and that's and that's a, a, a selling point. And like yeah. you know, and I'm I'm gonna get all the, everything that's in my pocket and everything that's in my bank account. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give, 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 because I want that. I I want that possession, I want that pressed down, shaking together, and running over, you know. So yeah, yeah. over, exactly, and running <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. I want that inheritance, you know. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Yeah, let's see. Uh Tyler Lott says it's funny the that- people will teach the prosperity to people who are in debt instead of credit uh and of credit repair and self-control yeah
1: absolutely and and that's a big thing tyler because the unfortunate part and we talked about this a little bit before phil as far as like the african and native american influence uh toward the prosperity gospel movement you know the historically African-Americans, Africans, Native Americans, they've been more on the oppressed side, you know, when Mm -hmm. it comes to uh, when it comes to things. And the prosperity gospel preaching. And unfortunately, this is huge in Africa,
0: Mm -hmm. really,
1: really big in Africa. Prosperity gospel preaching is huge in Africa because of the state of oppression and state of uh, lack that many Africans are in financially. You have a lot of prosperity gospel preachers getting a lot of money and saying you know give your last dime and they'll reach so many people because they give them a message of hope and it's a it's a ponzi scheme it's a spiritual ponzi scheme and so essentially Mm -hmm. what they're doing they're giving them a mess big old message of hope Mm -hmm. hope you know to and and as a return i want your money to give you more hope to get more money to get you more hope to get more money and that's that's Mm -hmm. the cycle and then you have big swarm of people there. I did a podcast uh, uh early this year, last year about a, a pastor who uh, a lot of people were um, uh, trampled to death because this pastor had this healing oil. And so he basically, a bunch of people in Africa ran to him. It was a stadium. of mm-hmm. people ran to him and some people trampled over other people. You know what I mean? And so that's when you got... You you get the, the the message of I got I got the juice, you know, essentially, and God is giving me <clears> the <throat> juice because I have enough faith and I'm you know uh I'm the anointed. That's another big uh prospect. Touch not the anointed and leave <clears throat> thy profit no harm. So you have the yeah, yeah, money cometh to me today, right now, you know, and that's that's mm. a, that's a big one. Um so yeah, it, it it's 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 huge, man. You know, and, and it, it's it's a really false hope. It's a it's a spiritual Ponzi scheme. And you know, there was a story uh, recently, a few months ago, where uh a pastor uh demanded a hundred thousand dollars to uh fight the coronavirus in hell. You know, he wanted he wanted a he wanted to travel in hell to fight the coronavirus mm-hmm. in Africa and so he was bringing people to do that and mm. it, it, this is the same pastor who was said that he went to heaven and took a, a picture in heaven he was paying people you know to see this picture you know the, the mm. this is the spiritual this is the new age occultish influence you yeah. that, that has gone into pre- uh, pre- preachers and pastors and some of them know some are doing it intentionally regardless you keep letting that spirit, you know, creep into you. It's going to swell up and grow some muscles. Don't play with it. And, and that's the thing: you're allowing that new age occultism occult, uh, spirit to get into you. And then and now you're talking about some astral projection crap, saying that I went to heaven. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like really, <laughs> you got you got to be really careful with that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it was uh, New who said something. Um, I don't know remember if it was during the bodega ladies or maybe it was just one of the bodega nights. Um, she said something something to the effect of if if you can't if this if this theology can't be applied in a neutral place.
1: Yeah, it was a Facebook post, I think. So. Yeah, okay,
0: yeah. So yeah, a Facebook post, that's what it was. And if you can't if you can't apply this to any situation, then that's a that's a telltale sign that this uh this is a a false doctrine, or at least there's you know it's a there's an error somewhere that you need to start looking into it, because if if this can't be applied in United States or in Zambia or in you know some third world oppressed country, then
1: you, it's not really the whole of the gospel. And yeah, because so, God is not a respecter of persons. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's the thing. We have to understand that, you know, once you a lot of times when you get into the word of faith doctrine, it's it's some type of a lot of times it's an esoteric fraternity in a sense. And it's like, you know, I, I've I, it's, it's kind of like a, 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 a you're joining uh, some type of members only club. You know what I mean? Like I get to the point where I'm a part of the word of faith movement now and my members only uh, uh, membership promises me all this stuff. And when I get a little bit of this stuff, I'm like, "Ooh, see, I got more faith than you, you know what I mean? Because I got this stuff now. And so the the my faith walk is hinged upon the material that I have. And because I joined this mem- members only fraternity, you know, so to speak, my, I'm graduating in this thing. Oh, I got a new car. Oh yeah. That means I've been really, I got a lot of faith. See, and then because I got this new car, that becomes my talking point of saying see you can get this new car too you just got enough faith you know the bible says now faith is the substance of things hopeful the evidence of things not seen so because you got faith to get to get all this stuff and people mm-hmm. use faith as a way to get stuff <laughs> and christians should use faith as a way to trust and put their confidence <clears throat> in god no matter what
0: yeah as in, as if God is the genie from, Erla, er, right. Erland, you know, right. uh, Dean, you said all, all people, all times, all places. Yeah, that's right. Yep. You know, <clears throat> because, you know, <clears throat> God doesn't give, you know, certain people, uh, you know, a lump and then the other people uh, a morsel, you know, God is, God is fair throughout all time. All, just like Dean, you said all time, all people. Uh, so so yeah it this is this is crucial for us to understand because this this does and like you said earlier chris you know it's almost lopsided that this is this influences people that are under the the uh, poverty the threshold marker. of yeah the, the poverty marker mm-hmm. and and so this thing affects those people that are close to you, close to me and um it's it's dangerous yeah. and and people are pouring pouring their life savings uh not paying their rent, not paying their car
1: note. I've you not know? paid my rent one time because of this. <laughs> yep, actually more than once, yeah.
0: Yeah. See, yeah. and that's and that's that's dangerous because this these are promises and and see this is what drives me bananas because I have a pastor's heart. Um, and and I know that there's there's many like CMB and and you do too, Chris overall, um, you know, whether you've been a pastor or not, but still, it, you know, there's still a pastoral spirit with you. Um, but see, the thing is, is we want to protect our people and we see this idea as uh, predatory marketing towards people who are already disadvantaged yeah. and who have been taken advantage of. Um, so now we have people who they absolutely trust Mm. because these are quote faith leaders and they're just lining their pockets with, with the money of, of people and selling them broken, broken promises. Um, uh, let's see. Mom's my mom says God will provide in his time, uh, in his time, not our time. That's right. Uh, just like people wishing to have what they, what other people yeah. So, co- so I mean, monster. Coveting. Speaking of co- co- covetousness, yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, but yeah. So this is, you know, um this is a huge problem. I mean, and not just because of the the repercussions and the 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 physical outcomes, but more importantly because there is a a very large spiritual problem with it and it causes people to stumble just like Chris was saying earlier um, within himself because he then felt betrayed by the church yeah. um, you know people can't people have a hard time reconciling all right I'm supposed to get these things because the, the, the preacher told me but I'm not getting them so is God mad at me
1: mm-hmm.
0: or is am I not finding favor with God? Mm -hmm. And so the, the sanctification aspect gets, it starts to get broken because you start to think, man, you know, I'm just, you know, God's just not getting it. And, and someone mentioned in the chat earlier about, uh, about Job, you know, how do, how do word of faith people deal with uh, the likes of, of Job? Um, You know, how, how can they reconcile Job in itself The fact that, you know, he was a, you know, a man who was virtually blameless and he, you know, he, he had to go through all this suffering and it was actually God that introduced all of this to him oh, yeah, for him yeah. to be tested and shameless
1: plug. Check my, uh, my podcast episode. You you were there, but uh, for those who are uh, <laughs> who, yeah. who are looking, uh, check yeah. I will talk about uh, it's called brace yourself like a man and talk about uh, <laughs> I talk about Joe.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, go go check that out. And it, uh, mods, can you can you dig that out? That was what was that about a month and a half ago?
1: A few months ago. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it was uh, that was a good one. Thanks. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, so. Uh, I know we're just over an hour and there's a, there was a couple more points, but I, I didn't want to the
1: leave. Bro. There's so much more to talk
0: about. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> I mean, we might have to do a part two or something if you're down.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But, um, but before we go, I just wanted to touch on the, uh, the, the little God's doctrine. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I know that's a, that's a, that's a big, big selling point, uh, you know, for, for a lot of folks. Yep. And um so can you define what the little gods doctrine is and, and what it teaches uh for those who might not be familiar?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically uh it's Kenneth Copeland and, and Creflo Dollar, they're real big on to we as Christians, as 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 Christ followers, we receive a godly inheritance. We have the power to be like God, you know, because of faith. And so we have a, we're we're considered little G gods because we're God's seed, you know, even uh, Creflo has talked about that. And so because of having that little G God, you know, being a little G God, we have the power to be healthy. We have the power to be wealthy. We have the power to speak things. And so that is uh, one of the, a huge selling point for uh, a lot of were the faithers because it, again it goes back into an elitism it goes back into some type of uh esoteric membership you know that that we're little G guys now because we've we've inherited um faith when we when we become saved we've inherited god's faith and we have the ability to uh to do the things that god was and that's you know a lot of uh word of faithers they, they do the greater works uh they take that out of context too you know because we can do greater works we we're little g gods and we have the ability to speak things and and, and do things like that so yeah very deceptive
0: yeah it's um I had a, I have the the quote from the horse's mouth, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I took the, um, uh, this was uh, just a portion, a little snippet of of Mm -hmm. Creflo Dollar. Uh, He says, um, he says, if a horse gets together and they, they produce what? And the congregation says horses. Horses, yep. If, if dogs get together, they produce what? And his congregation rebuts, Dogs. If cats get together, they produce what? And his congregation says, cats. So if the Godhead gets together and says, let's make man in our image and everything that produce after its own kind, then they produce what? And the congregation says, aesthetically, gods. Yeah. And Dollar says, gods, little g, gods. You are not human, only part human and uh the, the only human part of you is this flesh you're wearing and that is the crux of of what i've heard um I've heard Joyce Meyer teach this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand she may have may or may not. I, I don't know. She's
1: recanted ish. You know, yeah. But it's still but it's still the it's it's kind of still like with with Benny Benny Hinn. You know, it's, it's like you, you recanted a couple things, but they're still under the guise of you know, word faith, prosperity gospel because of the still, you know, Benny Hinn's still real big on you know claiming the healing and stuff like that. So crisp <laughs> Chris old <Yeah>. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Craft dollar. Yeah. Uh okay. yeah, shout out Miss Titus 2. What's up to you, sis? Go, go oh. check out her stuff. Go check out her channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing stuff. Uh yeah. I seen you, I seen you chilling with the big dogs last night during uh, uh Black Church uh, empowered uh book opening thing, Miss Titus 2. Okay, I seen, I seen you up in there with uh with Damon Richardson and all them folks, man. So yeah, uh big up to you, Miss Titus 2. Nice. Uh good thing. CMB. I just wanted to recognize CMB. I seen him in the chat. Um
1: yeah, uh,
0: my brother, uh, my brother Corey Goodiron in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Recanted ish. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, and again, I mean, I want to reiterate uh a little bit, you know, Chris. I I've I've been around Chris long enough. Uh, to know that his heart is—it's—it's it's not a his motivation is not a motivation of of he's hurt and now he's you know now he's trying to get at them or whatever and 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 that's my motivation as well is 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 we want to educate people so that way they don't fall into this because it's hurtful it's a stumbling block it's something that can that can that it can hurt people. And, um, and we don't want to see, uh, we don't want to see you. And if you are, if you are cut by, by any of this, you don't, you don't like what we're saying, you know, you can pull Chris aside you can pull me aside and we would be glad to have a dialogue with you offline. And, you know, it does, it's not anything like we're going to bash you over the head with this or that, with that, um, or we're trying to be, you know, forceful or, or lord anything over you because we know better. Because you know, because I'm Doctor Featherstone, but you know, uh, it's just it it it. I know his heart, and and uh, and and our heart for, is for the truth of the gospel of Christ. Because because for one, we're not ashamed of the gospel, the true gospel, yep. at that. And so, we want to make sure that you are leading. A life of 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 being in the scripture, pulling your information from the scripture, and not reading yourself into the scripture, or reading any of the teachings that are around you into the scripture, and try to fit it in there somehow. Yep. Um, but uh, uh Chris, you got a time? You got time for a question or two?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. Um. So yeah, why don't y'all load your questions into the chat if you have any questions? Um, there was one question early on from SOC uh, and he asked I think he's asked you this before but he he said um, uh, what was the most difficult thing uh, for you to unlearn concerning the word of faith mo- uh, movement
1: uh, <laughs> I would uh, probably the "tide or die uh, concept uh, i I my thing uh as I branched off of the word of faith movement um, just the prosperity part, um, you know, I realized that you know if the Lord wants to bless you, praise God he you know he will but but put that to his glory and, and do something with it. <laughs> you know you use the dollars that you uh, get for for something that edifies the body you know edifies the church and and and, and puts people toward christ toward the gospel not toward you that's the thing mm-hmm. but you use your dollars to, to, to minister people toward christ not toward you uh and so I, that you know that, that kind of fell off real quick but because of the tither die which is you know talk about craft lotus is something else that he's talked about and so um <laughs> featherstone fox <laughs> uh, <laughs> Coming <laughs> to a theater near you. Coming to a the theater Fox. near you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, but the tithe thing—I mean, that was something that um, it, it, it was even to. Uh, <laughs> Stone versus Fox. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, SummerSlam. My, <laughs> right. SummerSlam. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was—I was so. The whole tie to die thing, it really took a huge hold on me, man. It was it was something that I really had to continue to dig and learn and dig and learn and dig and learn. And it got to the point that there was uh, within the last uh, probably within five years or so that it really that kind of grip, you know, really kind of fell off of me. And I realize that you should give, you know. I mean, there's you, you as a Christian, you should be very generous. You know, Paul talks about this in Second Corinthians 8 and 9. Um, there's generosity as a Christian when it comes to giving. We should be philanthropic, we should be givers, we should be generous. However, <laughs> Paul also talks about for us not to give out of necessity. You know, I mm-hmm. love to chill for. Cheerful giver, cheerful giver yeah. uh, not not begrudgingly or out of necessity, and so th- that's the thing. It's that the tither die doctrine really emphasizes the begrudgingly of out of necessity because I did it a bunch of times. They kind of they kind of gloss over that and they say, "Well, God loves a cheerful giver, give, mm-hmm. and it should be giving back to you," you know. But I was giving begrudgingly and out of necessity. And the Tyler or die doctrine does that, and so you know that, that that's when the whole Malachi three is, is Tyler talk, you know talking about the bully tactic. You know, your curse with a curse. You mm-hmm. know, will a man rob God? That's a huge one. You know, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a huge uh bully tactic from the word of faith uh, prosperity gospel well man rob god you know Mm -hmm. where do you rob him ties and offerings and and then they'll then they'll promise you you know hey you know if you give God, to open up the windows of heaven that you won't have room enough to receive it okay context (laughs) context context uh and so and first of all you know and, and one of the things i real also realize is that just you Know we're no longer under law. Uh yeah, there it is right there. The Judaizer.
0: Yeah. See, uh, don't <laughs> make me pull it
1: out, bro. He's he's <laughs> he's trolling me in the chat. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, just, just the, the tithe uh part of it, and just we should c- churches should really uh propagate offering. And here's the thing: if your if your ministry is so good. I'm gonna want to give to you. You know what I mean? You don't have to force feed or force hand me to do nothing. Mm -hmm. I will, I will, because I'm generous. I want to give to you. I want to give to your ministry. I want to give to your mission. But let me know what the mission is. Let me know the you know what what I'm giving to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or if I'm just you know giving to you. You know, uh, 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 um, and 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 that's the thing. Like I, I would be generous to give to you preacher pastor missionary whatever you know because of that you know we do it here you know i mean we we do it all online all the time if someone has a good ministry we'll give them a super chat we'll give them a paypal Mm -hmm. because they're because their ministry is so good and it's really having good influence Mm -hmm. but it's not about forcing someone to say if you don't give me if you don't give me a super chat (laughs) will a will a man rob chris from his super chat (laughs) If you give me a super chat, God will open up the the windows of heaven. You won't have room enough to receive it. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. We won't propagate that mess. But the pastor in the pulpit, they can say that. Will a man rob God? If you don't give to the pastor, you will be cursed with a curse. And it's Mm -hmm. like, come on, okay. So if we don't, okay. So pastor, how about you give me a super chat while while I'm in while I'm in my ministry? Why don't you give me a super chat? So Mm -hmm. if if, if you're a sub, if you're subscribed to my channel, you are part of my flock. If you don't give me a super chat, mm. you'll be cursed with a curse, Pastor. It applies to you, too. You know, mm. so it's like, come on, let's let's follow that logic. You know, I mean, as, as my bro Chris Samuel said, let's keep that same energy. Yeah. It comes to. You know, yeah. uh, super chats and yeah. PayPal's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be cursed with a curse if you don't give me a super chat. <laughs> yeah,
0: Carm. Carm said, "Don't mess with God." Yeah, don't, don't
1: touch God's anointing. Though super chats. you ain't giving no super chat after this today. You will be cursed with a curse. <laughs>
0: the windows of YouTube. The, you, the windows
1: the YouTube will be open. We <laughs> have room enough to receive it. Yeah. Come on, somebody.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. So, uh, so Chris, um, I don't see any uh major questions um uh, in the chat, so why don't you uh let us know what, what do you got coming down the pike? Any anything uh, anything crazy, anything big, anything small?
1: Yeah, man. So, just uh, on a waiting game, just waiting for these emails to come back to me for this week, I'm just <laughs> sitting here like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe i should have spoken into existence like come on email tonight come E-mails on somebody let me, speak it. Let me blow the window <laughs> on it <laughs> uh as uncle kenny would say uncle kenny uh, yeah <laughs> you know uncle kenny had to get a shout out today <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so uh some sickos keep fellowshipping with other ministries only tonight yeah that's that's true that's true man absolutely there's there's you, you go on youtube and uh <laughs> hey I, i'm available i'm available <laughs> um yeah the people go you, you youtube documentaries man you'll see all types of craziness man mm-hmm. um oh yeah yeah absolutely you'll see that stuff uh, prayer lines and all types of craziness man so mm. thank you yeah, shiny. yeah. Johnny shiny, and sister.
0: You... yeah i appreciate that uh thank you for that'll all go right back into this ministry upgrading and whatnot and doing what we need to do so and we got to get uh, we got to get featherstone up so he can get get some super chats
1: yeah yeah kind of made over a thousand people so I, start, I really started my youtube ministry like like for real for real over the past few months like i would post stuff and i would do some interviews and stuff i, I have a really successful uh pro wrestling podcast like it's uh, about oh goodness six to ten thousand listeners a week wow. and so uh so yeah but my my heart is in theology and apologetics man mm-hmm. my master's degree in theological studies and i've got some actually i got some announcement come announcements coming up soon uh some some amazing doors that have been open mm-hmm. uh but so so check that out uh, <clears throat> but uh, oh man i yeah. thought we we're
0: gonna get that i thought we we're gonna get the exclusive here uh, I, was, I was getting excited we'll the tease is the exclusive
1: (laughs) Uh, but yeah just uh, man just probably over the past let's say year or so like I've been really getting into you know and then um, uh, branding part just really researching and I love to research I'm a journalist so I love to research and I'm a PhD I have a PhD so research is my my thing so I just love knowing stuff I love that's the reason why i like apologetics and theology so much i got as you see here books and books and books mm-hmm. full of stuff. uh so i love to to dig and so i was like you know what man i i love talking theology and apologetics more than anything and i will literally have hours i would go into two three o'clock in the morning talking theology and apologetics with people in my house and i'm like you know what man let's just share this with other people i ain't, I ain't gonna hoard it to just you know me and my friends let me just you know, God has uh, clearly God has gifted me and, and, and to to do this and to have this, this uh, ability, this ministry. So let's uh, let's do it. So I've started my started like uh, beginning of the year or so late last year, I really started to get real intense into sharing videos and stuff like that. And so uh, go check that out. But yeah, man, even, even as of really last uh last year is really last year 2019 is really when I started to uh post stuff but now I'm getting to some real good stuff and because of y'all support I'm over 600 subscribers now is that 200 just a few months ago <laughs> so so uh obviously my, my ministry is touching people's hearts and doing something mm-hmm. to, to get that, that big old spike of, of uh, mm-hmm. of, uh, subs. So I thank y'all. Um, I'm on a good pace to get these super chats. The money cometh, <laughs> as Leroy Thompson would say, money <laughs> coming to me today, right now. You know? So, uh, yeah. Oh, uncle Leroy, man. Uh, God bless him. Yeah. Shout uh, out to <laughs>
0: Titus too for the, uh, for the super chat. Yeah. uh yeah money cometh now
1: <laughs> hello what a prophet man To
0: gain the whole world and to lose his soul amen sister oh, Amen, sure. amen to that so uh featherstone what you got coming up uh around the corner via the podcast or even the uh the p and ps uh podcast
1: yeah yeah so i mean that's every week i have a big interview i mean I, through I actually because of my wrestling uh podcast uh the site that I'm a senior en- analyst at or uh, a sports site that I'm a senior analyst at, uh, through wrestling, they actually bought. So my podcast is two hours. They actually bought the first 30 minutes and pay me to interview people every week on their channel. So, wow. uh, that, that was a huge opening. Um, so yeah, that's every week, man. Pancakes and power slams every Tuesday night, at 11 o'clock well 1130. On Sports Key, that's eleven o'clock with the interviews, and then eleven thirty on my channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually through a couple channels: Pancakes and Power Slams YouTube. Um, as far as uh, vision United, man, I've got some really fun stuff. Uh, I love the vision United podcast. Uh, I've I had a, a super dope debate uh, this past week, man. My my first uh, debate that I've moderated um for sure thank you SOC. um and so yeah man it's so funny because a lot of people including one of the uh panelists they're like what that's your first Debate you moderated doesn't seem like it, you know. So that was a huge blessing to me. Yeah, Uh, I had so much fun. I was so excited to do it. I'm a journalist, so I interview people every week. I've done it for you know, I've been a podcast for eight years. I've interviewed people every week for a number of years now. So the interaction when it when it comes to the moderation, you know, that's easy. So it it wasn't I wasn't nervous or anything about it. And so uh, so yeah, I liked how it turned out you know it was it was a great debate it was very civil it was real fun uh so you got my feather rides of course uh yeah. you know, i am talked about lecrae i've talked about don lemon you know <laughs> so uh so the feather rides mostly is dealing with more pop culture integration with theology so whatever's new out i'll just i'll just usually it's from the gym uh to to home or from the gym to somewhere else so i'm like you know i'm all these endorphins are fired up and so i'm like you know what man Uh, let's do a feather ride i'm i'm pumped up now i got a lot to talk about
0: yeah he's rocking Uh, that same energy right
1: yeah i'm keeping that same energy (laughs) uh so uh yeah so the feather rides and then i got some really cool stuff man uh uh, again cults and christian cults are something that really fires me up i love studying that stuff um i've got it's scheduled for this week we'll see if it goes um I want to start a new series called Hot Seat. And so uh, this is scheduled for this Wednesday. We'll see. Um, I'm supposed to be chatting with a Hebrew Israelite. So basically the hot seat is the Hebrew Israelite comes on my show uh, and kind of defends why he is or why she is or whatever. So I'll bring a Mormon on. I'll bring a Jehovah's Witness on. And you kind of have the floor for a little bit to defend why you are this Knowing that I oppose it And then I'll just kind of poke holes in it You know what I mean And and then um, I'll get a bunch of questions From the audience uh, So it's very audience participation uh, in, Influenced As far as the hot seat So this person will be on the hot seat uh, You know something brother What you gonna do When the largest arms in the world Runs wild on you brother <laughs> <laughs> Loving it uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so that, that's the hot seat concept that i have so it'll be a hebrews like he'll defend the stuff i'll poke holes in it we'll chat and he'll just get a lot of questions from the audience so he will be on the hot seat so that's scheduled for this week and then the following week i'm finally going to do my christian science uh i, I got a nice presentation uh called christian sciences not christian uh, so I'll be talking about Christian science. Uh, and then probably the following week after that, or maybe I may be doing two in one week. Uh, I will have uh, one on Mormonism. So I, you know, five reasons why Mormon isn't Christian. I have that too. So lots of stuff going on, lots of stuff in, in the pike. I also want to talk. I, I guess he's, uh, he's, he had a drop for a little bit. He'll come back. So I'll continue to talk until he comes back. Um, also have some stuff Uh, i've been digging into a lot of early church father stuff um and yeah so that uh, that's what i've been doing so i'll be having a lot of stuff coming up soon uh for for that um as uh phil comes back let me fill in real quick um thank you cmb amen Uh, there you go there you go sorry about that (laughs) for (laughs) you Drops of Hope Ministries. Drops of Hope Ministries. Yeah, your brother's (laughs) done. Hosted by. (laughs) I need to to get you on, man. I need to get you uh, so to to give me some some voiceover clues, man. Uh, Yeah,
0: man. Anything I've uh, I've actually done some voiceover stuff for a couple podcasts. Okay, Um, I did one for a movie uh, movie critique. they were a, a couple guys. And so I did, um, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to, I can't remember what their podcast was and, you know, uh, coming to a headphones near you, nice. you know, kind of like the voice, the movie mm-hmm. voice guy. It has and to then... be,
1: it has to, the four words, you can say whatever you want, you know, uh, spirit led, but the four words that you have to say is you are now listening you have, to- <laughs> you, have to- you are now listening there you go nice. <laughs> you are now listening to the Viz united podcast with yeah. dr chris featherstone
0: <laughs> dr featherstone nice <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean yeah any anything you need uh you know my my uh my skills are out there and that goes for any of the content creators out there so miss titus yeah cmb uh dr detroit yeah uh who else soc uh but soc don't need no help nah you know what i'm saying
1: he's got it he's got his.
0: (laughs) he's got his own voiceover
1: he's got his own soul (laughs) glow.
0: and bk apologists so yeah so yeah i mean yeah i've I've had some experience in doing that so so yeah no uh I'll definitely be um, be available if you I'll need. Drop
1: a passage of scripture before we head out, man. Uh, Go ahead, man. Do it up. Luke 12, 15 says, "Beware, guard against every kind of greed, because one's life is not in the abundance of possessions." So, my word, faithers, my prosperity gospelers you need to spend some time digging in Luke twelve fifteen and really pray and ask the Lord, um, to, to really convince you on that, man, because, um, you know, one's life is not an abundance of possessions.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. Well, family, uh, thank you all for, uh, tuning in this Sunday. Uh, go, uh, like, share, subscribe. Um, uh, a man, uh, doctor soon to be doctor interim, Dr. Chris Featherstone. Uh, his, mis- his, ministry, uh, say it again, Chris, it's vision. vision, united podcast, vision, united podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then he also, uh, his, uh, his wrestling side doesn't need any help. Cause he's got like, like 10, 15 K subscribers, but,
1: um, Oh, well, I get uh, my, 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 yeah. Go to my pancakes and power slams sub to that. Uh, most uh, my, I have a huge Facebook presence, both with, um, both with theology and sports, uh, I got over 3,000 some Facebook friends, and so like I'm trying to take my strong Facebook presence over to the YouTube world, and so, um, yeah, go sub on Pancake, it's called Pancakes and Power Slams. Um, so do that. So, as far as the Facebook end, I'm I'm, I'm set, I get a bunch, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm trying to increase my audience on YouTube, both ends, amen. Well, thanks,
0: Carm, D. New, uh, everybody in the chat. Um, <clears throat> what's what's a man's name? What That man's name is Mr. Phil Fox.
1: <laughs> that man's name yes, that is his man's man's name. Fox. Mr. Phil Fox.
0: Uh, <clears throat> oh, I think he was in reference to uh, Apologists in Detroit.
1: Yeah, yeah, in the world. That's your thing.
0: <laughs> One man offers his services to all the content creators. In the UA community, that man's name is Mr. Phil Fox. Nice, amen. All right, y'all. That's enough fooling around with this uh, with this voice stuff. But uh, but yeah, so check out my man Chris Featherstone.
1: I, I, I'll um, always I'll always uh, be your CMX uh, standby if you need. <laughs> to do it. To in do the do world <laughs> when I'm able to do over. woman offered his services to all the cr- content creators in the UA community. That man is Mr. Phil Fox. <laughs> That's perfect.
0: <laughs> I love it. This is good stuff. Yeah. So if you want more of this foolery, why don't you stop by the Bodega uh, BK Apologist channel uh, every, every Friday night at 10 o'clock. Um, we got some of the Bodega ladies in the chat and we got some, you know, some of the the Bodega dudes uh, myself and Featherstone have both participated as long as, as well as CMV. Uh, an apologist in Detroit uh, bk was in earlier uh we got shawnee uh shawnee miller uh michelle turner uh d new miss Titus too have all have fries all. over fellas yeah
1: fries over fellas
0: fries over fellas <laughs> <laughs> shout out to miss titus too and for SOC, did you see SOC drop the T-shirt? Today? Yeah,
1: man. I'm like, you know what? I coined the term "fries over fellas," so I better get some type of something to that. Man.
0: Yeah. So if if you wanna if you wanna hear the full context of fries over fellas, go over to BK Apologist channel and and uh, check out the bodega uh, replay on his channel. Uh, that was some funny stuff. But um, but yeah. So with that, brothers and sisters in Christ friends and family um blessings to you and uh maybe lord willing we'll have to do a round two and and finish up uh and as karm says maybe rounds three and four as well uh, yeah man so yeah well the the chris featherstone and uh mr phil fox signing out and
1: uh hoping y'all are blessed bye for now